We would like to acknowledge the Yuggera people and the Turrbal people as the traditional custodians of Mianjin, the lands on which we record this podcast today. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. everyone and welcome to For the Health of It podcast, a Healthcare Australia podcast made for healthcare professionals by nurses on the inside. My name is Jessica and I'm Zana and we are actually the Healthcare <laughs> Australia brand ambassadors and we yes. do the For the Health of It podcast for you guys today. This is a really good episode. Yeah. I'm really excited for this one. So excited. Um, healthcare Australia, if you don't know already, do a RAN kind of pathway. So if you've ever been interested in being a RAN nurse, which is going into the remote communities, um, doing one nursing post, if that's something that you kind of aspire and dream to do, Healthcare Australia can actually guide and support you through that journey. Now, it sounds scary, especially if you've only ever worked in a metro setting, <laughs> Yep. Um, but we're going to go through the process. But we actually have a special guest with us. Yes. And she's going to be going through the whole thing. All the way from Darwin. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, Christy. Christy. Um, Hi, I'm Christy (laughs) from Darwin. Tell us a little bit about you. What do you do within Healthcare Australia? Well, I'm a team leader for the Rural and Remote Division. I worked with HCA for four years now. Um, I was a Rural and Remote Consultant for the first two years um, when I was with HCA and then I moved into a team leading role. I'm really passionate about rural and remote area nursing, um, particularly in remote communities um, and involving Indigenous health. Um, I just believe that everyone deserves access to healthcare, no matter where they are. Yeah. Um, and it's very different out there in remote communities. I know a lot of nurses dream about going there. Like you said, if that's on your bucket list, we can certainly take you there. Yeah. Definitely. It just is scary, I find, when you're a nurse. Like, you always envision to do something like that, but then being like, oh, am I going to be qualified enough? Like, will I have the skills mm. behind me? And they don't really know what they need to do in order to get to that position. Yeah. Well, if you start from, say, for instance, you are working in a metropolitan area, ideally the skill set that you're looking for for remote area nursing is a solid emergency department grounding. Um, you need to be confident um, in your resus trolley, no, like the back of your hand. Um, you need to be able to cannulate, again, like the back of your hand on the first go. <laughs> yeah. um, because unfortunately in remote areas there often isn't anyone to support you or they are off doing other things yeah. um, and attending to patients themselves. So there isn't always a doctor around there to help you with those skills. Being able to triage is really important as well um, and decide what sometimes it's just over a phone call. And you'll have to decide whether you need to see that person right then or whether they can come back to the clinic in the morning and take a Panadol. Um, So those are the reasons why ED skills are really important. But I think it's often about the unsaid. Um, It's often about the adaptability of someone to be able to go into, even if you're an experienced remote area nurse, you might go into a different community and it might be a completely foreign setting. Um, the language is different. Nobody speaks it. There's not very, very many interpreters. And the ability to adapt to that, be flexible and to work with the community is quite often what we look for as well. Yeah, so definitely. good. It's something I'd always dreamed of doing like while I was doing my travel nursing. And I think I'd, I'd started in a metro <laughs> setting as well. Yeah, like same as Anna. You're in Sydney and I was in Perth. And then we kind of branched out into the rural remote kind of 
section of Within Healthcare Australia. I like to call it travel nursing because a lot of people yeah. view rural remote as just what we're talking about today, like the RAN pathway. Mm. So that scared me so much. And I was like, I was like, I'm not ready for that. But then I found out that when you do a regional placement, which is what you can start off with when you're first doing placements, is these are towns of like twenty to fifty thousand people. Mm. So you're really supported. There are doctors there, of course. It's a very well run hospital. And that's like a really good starting ground, isn't it, to start off at Absolutely. A regional hospital. Yeah. And then you kind of work your way through. And that's what the pathway is going to help you with, isn't it? Yeah, you're perfectly put. And there's plenty of places around Australia that we service that are like that. Tasmania is a perfect example. And you've been to Tasmania, just a beautiful part of the world. Um, but a couple of larger hospitals there, which are really, you know, Tasmania's largest hospitals um, in a town of, you know, over 100,000 people. Yeah. Essentially. But it will start to develop your autonomy um it's still going to stretch you a little bit more than you would be in a metropolitan area so you're going to get you to use your skills a bit more you don't have a doctor looking over your shoulder at every opportunity or a numb or a cnc sometimes they're just not on the floor or available so that does grow your skills in that area and there's plenty of examples of that all around the country um so if we talk about New South Wales, all the regional areas in New South Wales, there's a fair bit of them. Um, Griffiths Hospital is a perfect example. You've been to Griffiths? Yes, we've yeah, we both There you Griffiths. go, yeah. see? Um, or through Victoria, um, places like Mildura, Swan Hill. Poor Swan Hill, they're underwater at the moment, we feel oh. for them. Um, up through Queensland, you've got Bundaberg and Harvey Bay and then you've got Mackay and Cairns. Um, yes. And even places like Mount Isa. Larger hospitals with with defined wards, extra support available. The Northern Territory has a couple of those as well, actually in Darwin. Um, and Catherine, Alice Springs, um, probably recommend doing those before you consider somewhere like Tennant Creek, which is just, whilst it's a fully-fledged hospital, it's just a little bit more off the beaten track. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's kind of when you're going more from the regional kind of hospitals going into that kind of rural aspect. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, once you've found your footing in those kinds of regional places and, you know, there's even WA and SA, there's plenty of places to go in those in those states too, which are very similar. And you've built up your confidence in that regional setting and you can look at smaller rural facilities. We often call them MPS facilities where they are small country hospitals, um, often sleepy little towns essentially. Um, sometimes they'll only have a two or four bay ED. Um, but they'll also have a small acute ward and they often act as a residential aged care for the town. So you as a registered nurse, after hours, might be the sole registered nurse on with the support of ENs and PCAs and you've got your numb on call for support. There's often a doctor in the town, but it does get you comfortable to acting in the absence of a doctor all the time. So when that emergency comes through the door with maybe a kid with a broken arm or anything else like that after hours... Um, you're developing a little bit more confidence to respond in um, know what to do off the back of your hand without someone standing beside you. Um, And I think that's sometimes the most important thing is for you as nurses to feel confident within yourselves and your skills. Definitely. 
I love this. See, can you already tell like how much knowledge like Christy has, not only as a consultant, but as a team leader. And this is all people that are behind the scenes within Healthcare Australia. These are the ones that are going through your resume. These are the ones that are getting you through the process. And it's all about having those discussions with your consultant about what it is that you want, whether it's, even if it's a two or five year plan, like if you feel like you're really junior and this is what you want to do, they can help create those steps to make it a safe efficient way for you to actually learn those skills and that's what I've like loved learning about this whole RAND pathway as well just because even if it is something that's like three or four years away or whether it's one year away depending on your skill set you guys can help you guys are so knowledgeable in actually Mm -hmm. like getting them to that place well I think this was very organically developed behind the scenes actually by our national manager Danny she is a real wealth of knowledge within <laughs> HCA and so passionate about indigenous health and she I suppose she naturally worked with indigenous healthcare services AMSs Aboriginal Medical Services in the Northern Territory, almost partnered with them to be able to support them by providing them with suitably skilled nurses and to be able to support the nurses in getting them to the end of their goal as becoming a RAN. Um, There's a great need in remote area nursing. Um, I know that a number of nurses are really interested in it, um, but it seems very difficult to get there. So that was how this was organically done. And then you, we talked a little bit about going to an MPS. You might work through a couple of those, become really confident in that, and then you might want to take on something to do with Indigenous health. You might decide that it's right time to go to Tannock Creek. Yep. Or up in WA, there's Fitzroy Crossing and Halls Creek, which are actually really interesting smaller facilities. They're nurse-led nurse practitioner-led rather than um, by doctors. They have doctors in the community to support them. Um, But it's more like um, remote communities are run from just the way that they set up their day and their structure. The nurses actually run the ambulance service out in the community as well up in Fitzroy Crossing. So it's a great opportunity to get out there and to learn how to respond in an emergency with still the support behind you of a hospital setting. Um, and it also gives you, I think, the opportunity to see if you like it. Yeah. Because your idea of what it might be and what it actually is when you get there, you might think this is not for me and I'm really more comfortable in Tasmania. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm going to go back there. And that's totally fine because you haven't, I suppose, at that stage you've just seen a little bit more what it might be like. Um, you haven't invested the money in the courses and in your own career professional development you want completely outside of your comfort zone and you're still supported through that. Yeah. And that's just a certain part of the pathway. Sometimes that can take a, a little while, can yeah. take 12 months or longer um, to work yourself through that process until you feel confident enough um, to commit to remote area nursing placement. So yeah, good. it's very different because it's very uh, like you go from being in like a you know big tertiary hospital mm. to then like primary healthcare healthcare focus, and that's like what we decided to kind yeah. of get into ourselves. And we're like, well, primary healthcare is a whole yeah. different ball game when it comes to nursing. It and is. You got to figure out: do I yeah. like this or do I not like this? Do I like kind of not diagnosing, but do I like kind of going down the path of being like, this is what I think this is. This is like what treatment will be. Let's just tell the doctor or take a photo of it. And you've kind of got to go down this different pathway with primary health care and a lot of wounds and 
a lot yeah. of day to day. Yeah. If you know what I mean, you're a little bit of a mix between you know primary healthcare, GP practice, out in mm. the middle of a remote community, essentially, but. At the same time, God be confident in your emergency skills. Yes. Sometimes that's hard for nurses too because they, I think, you know, ED, high-paced, high-acuity, mm. um, busy all the time. Not all remote communities are like that. Um, some of them are very quiet and peaceful. Yeah. And you can go a week without seeing an emergency. And some nurses are oh, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, they but, know what to do with their time. <laughs> exactly. But what you are going to do is um, do your child health checks. You're going to, like you said, a lot of wound care, a lot of chronic disease management. Um, you're going to make sure the immunisations are up to date in the community. You know, make sure that all the renal patients are attended to. They've all had their health checks done. Um, their recalls. If there's any recurring conditions, you're going to look after them it's yeah. a lot of looking after and working with the community which is a completely different pace yeah definitely so let's talk about the courses like we were talking about before mm. there's obviously specific courses that um the remote areas need or want from you to be able to work in those spaces can you talk through those a little bit well that's the end goal is yeah. to build up all your, your full round professional development um and in there's a little bit of a difference between government um, remote area nursing and the non-government organisational space. Non-government organisations, and that's an example of who we partner with um, along the along the RAND pathway, essentially, they are looking for a good skill set, the ability to respond in an emergency, a great sense of cultural awareness and adaptability in the nurse, and then they're also looking for a minimum of an immunisation certificate. We always recommend keeping your ALS up to date just in case for those times that you do have to respond in a recess. But you can start with just that. Yeah. Um, you can start with just that. Try out um, a placement in a non-government organisation and see if you like it. If you do, great news story, then being a remote area nurse might be for you. Mm. Then you can book into those RAND professional development courses. So your remote emergency care maternity emergency care, um, which are both face-to-face courses, really intense, absolutely wonderful to do. Um, they book out really quickly, as Very most quickly. of you know. <laughs> and they're not cheap either. Yeah. Um, so they're two-day courses. You often have to book a year, to, six months to a year in advance. They book out so quickly. Um, so it's, it's a huge investment of time, effort, money. Um, a good idea to go and see if you actually like it before you commit to doing that. Um, and then also your pharmacotherapeutics. That that can be done online, but it's very intense. Um, so you, if you want to be a remote area nurse and that's your end goal, my advice would be to work towards those courses and to keep them up to date. But ideal to have started the pathway so that you make sure they don't run out by the time you get to the government space. For the government, they are mandatory in the Northern Territory. So um, they look at everyone having those courses yeah and the best part about when you're starting to do contracts with healthcare australia is once you've done a six-week placement you're actually entitled to five hundred dollars um towards education and if you yeah. do a 12-week placement you get a thousand dollars so a thousand dollars i mean you can do and an every ALS. year 
Yeah, every year. So it's like what from like January to January. Yeah, it always restarts at the beginning of the year. Um, that can go towards yeah advanced life support, which is usually about five hundred dollars a pop to do. Mm. You get that reimbursed. Um, I know that these Rec and Mech courses you're talking about are around eight hundred dollars each. Eight sixty five at the moment, I think they are. Yeah, quite expensive. Mm-hmm. Pharmatherapeutics is like six hundred and something dollars. So it just depends. I mean, the immunization courses are only about two hundred and twenty dollars or two hundred fifty dollars. I think. Oh, so you could easily do so. your ALS and your immunization course. Um, in that year just to kind of you know get those basic yeah, ones done and you've already got that all covered like for free you've got been reimbursed for those um, educational courses which is I think is amazing look it's for the benefit of HCA and the nurse at the same time we want well-credentialed nurses we want to develop our workforce um, to have the best workforce available so are we offering an education reimbursement for those nurses who want to come and work for healthcare Australia makes sense yeah, you know it's it's a two way investment essentially, yeah. um, and it helps us. I agree, it helps definitely. the health service at the end of the day, which is why we're here. Yeah, and depending when you're listening to this podcast, we have some really exciting things happening in 2023 um, that are coming out with Healthcare Australia. Yeah. We have brand new scrubs, yes. top and bottom, like <laughs> jogger bottom. They are sexy, honestly. They're really <laughs> nice scrubs. I'm so excited for the launch of those, and they're a beautiful purple color. Um, so you'll be able to get your hands on those. So perfect time to join Healthcare Australia. We mm-hmm. also have not only the education bonus that's rolling out for rural remote and metro, but we are going to be having a gala dinner um, in each state mm. to support our staff as well. So keep tuned with your emails to hear the T's and C's with that. But we've got so many exciting things. This so, is the so time to join. Things. Whether you want to be a RAN or whether you travel nursing or even just metro or even move over permanently to Australia, this is the time. Yeah. So what would, be, what would be your advice, I guess, to people who are listening to this that are wanting to take that first step? Maybe they haven't even joined HCA yet and they work in a metro hospital. What would be the first step? Have a conversation. Start the conversation um, with your consultant. Um, and you might even be working in a metro area. Like you said, you might not even be a part of the rural and remote division. Um, set up a time to have a chat with your consultant. Um, your consultant might be at a different stage in their career, you know, in their career and know a little bit more about remote area nursing or a little bit less. But I'd, I suppose it's start having that conversation and letting them know what you want. Once they understand what your motivation is in your end career goal, nothing better as a consultant than helping someone's dream come true, I think, personally. Yeah. Um, so if they can be a part of that, then, yeah. Yeah, love it's all to about be. the conversation. You can, you can say, I want to do a contract for the money. Or you can say, I want to do a contract yeah. for the professional growth. I want to do the Just contract fine. to travel. You, yeah. you say what it is you want. If you want all three, you know, we can tick all three. You just, you know, you just got to have those conversations with your consultant, be open and honest and be like, this is what I want and we can make that happen. Yeah. I think Not it's we, so, the consultant. It's so special being able to go into these communities. You're a big part of it. I will say that. You're a big part of it. And the insight into what you do as nurses, I think we learn a lot from our workforce at the same time. I certainly did. Uh, worked with some wonderful nurses over the year who I'm really privileged to know, um, who taught me a lot along the way. You know what I mean? I think when I first started with Healthcare Australia, I was like, what is cannulation? (laughs) (laughs) But you just, it it goes both ways. It's a two-way street. It's a mutually beneficial professional relationship and that's the way that we like to think about it. Yeah. It's not one working for the other, essentially. It's working together. 
Love that. Aww. So awesome. Makes Perfect. me really want to do it. We spent the last two days with Christy in oh. Brisbane talking about ran nursing and yeah. being a ran. And oh my gosh, it's got me and Jess so inspired to do yeah. this path. I've already locked there in a contract nothing, for next year. There's nothing really cooler than like red dirt and driving an ambulance. Like honestly, I wanted I to be a paramedic and you know, that's the best next bit. I get to drive an ambulance and I don't even get to be a paramedic. So, you know, <laughs> ticking you go. goals. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That is an important point yeah. to note though. Um, be prepared to jump in the troop carrier. Yeah. Learn how to drive a manual. Yeah, you got to get your um, manual license, <laughs> Got to get your manual. So um, be willing to get your hands dirty because sometimes um, if there's a number of the ambulances out in the community, you'll be driving one. Yeah, so cool. How yeah. awesome. Like putting that in your resume, being like, mm-hmm, I want to do, do that. that. <laughs> yeah. I just want to get a photo of me in an ambulance driving it. Like yeah. how cool would that be? The things people do for the gram, honestly. Oh, yeah. If you want it for the gram, yeah. you've got it available. Yeah, and if anyone has any amazing travel photos with HCA or anything like that, please shoot them through to us because we love making reels about people's adventures. We actually have one coming out on Friday and it's just full of one of our HCA nurses traveling around WA and it's so nice. So if anyone has any cool drone shots, please send them to us because we yeah. love it. So if you don't know already, Zana and I are actually behind the scenes with Healthcare Australia doing all the social media. So if you're going on health um, on Healthcare Australia on Instagram or Facebook and you're sending messages in or commenting, we're actually the ones writing back to you. So we think it's really important that there is nurses actually replying back to nurses, midwives, AINs, just because we kind of have a little bit more of an understanding um, and we're really loving it and we're loving the interaction and we're excited to go out there into the hospitals and actually interact with everyone as well. So if you see us, say hi. Make sure to say hi. But anyway, thank you so much, Christy. This has been an amazing episode. Yes. It's pretty fun for me. Yeah. I really appreciate the time. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye.